0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. Oh, actually, this is a, a bonus. episode. This is a bonus episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. Um... I'm Dino Ray Ramos. <laughs> i going to
2: say, who are you? Um, and I'm Amanda Induca. And Dino and I just got back from Austin for the, from the uh, for the ATX Television oh. Festival. Which it
1: would explain why I'm a little bit, uh, like, exhausted, I guess. You got a haircut, though. I like it. I know. I got a haircut <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, so uh, Amanda and I uh, moderated the Queen Sugar Panel at the ATX Television Festival. And it had Cat Candler, uh, Don, <laughs> Don L- Lien.
2: Dunley and Gardner, uh, and Rutina Retina Wesley, Wesley. Yeah. and Kofi Cerebo, Cerebo, Cerebo <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yeah, it was Cerebo. pretty
1: damn cool. Uh, it, but uh, yeah, ATX was crazy. But the Queen yeah. Sugar panel, they they aired an episode, and we got to talk to the cat uh, sh- uh, handler, who's the showrunner for season three, mm-hmm. and the cast, and it was a grand old time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we
2: talked about... I mean, obviously, we talked about the episode, but then we talked about, you know, the importance of legacy because the, the show really is um, kind of wrapped in that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about Kat. Uh, Kat's a, an Austin native. And she's and a yeah, filmmaker. Yeah, she, she was different. initially a
1: filmmaker. So we
2: talked about, you know, how... Jumping from the from film to television and her getting the opportunity with Ava DuVernay, who's a
1: EP for the show, yeah. the show creator,
2: um, and then the you know the all female it's a, it's an all female directed yeah. series, so it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and it was just like um, this was I guess you could consider this our first live episode. Yeah, it is actually. It was like I guess a, a first unofficial live episode. Yeah, because it, it wasn't. It, it's we we partnered with ATX and. Um, it was, it was at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah, in Amanda's lived in Austin. I've lived in Austin, and it was just—it was great to be there. It was hot as hell. Well, oh my God, <laughs> it was hot. And enough. I was getting over a cold and yeah. going, getting, have, being sick, and going into hot, that humid weather. Drip. I hate it, <laughs> but it was fun. Though. But other
2: than that, we had a great time.
1: Yeah. Um. So,
2: without further ado, this is
1: our Queen Sugar bonus app. <laughs>
2: Kat, I want to start with you. That was a very emotional episode um, with, with everything, with bringing them together, um, with the tribute to the patriarch of the family. Um, could you talk a little bit about how important legacy is
3: oh, in the gosh. series? Yeah, I mean, that's from the very, very beginning. There are you know, a couple of themes running through from the pilot, identity and legacy and the land. And um, you know, as we were writing, this episode, we knew timeline wise that we were coming up on the anniversary of Ernest's passing, and which we, you know, kind of dawned on us it was also Blue's birthday, um, and how, and just kind of also thinking in terms of how, you know, a kid that age uh, just sort of internalized that moment. Um, and so when we were coming back to this episode, it very quickly became everything about Ernest and everything about fatherhood and legacy. Um, and yeah, I mean for this for the show it's it's everything. I mean, it's just generation to generation, the history of the land. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those I was just telling Don, like every time I hear like, I'll take care of him at the very end of this episode, I'm just like a sobbing mess. <laughs> like on the page, like the twentieth time I've seen it in the sound mix and like
2: um, and then for the cast, uh, with the reactions that came out um, with last season's finale, what were your feelings going into season three?
4: Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that that literally was my feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh boy. Um, I actually had a hard time when I read uh, the script for the last episode because I I felt that in some ways it was a betrayal, you know, an, an inner betrayal. Um, but I also uh, understood and, and got on the train of how it's a bigger vision and a bigger mission. Um, that she's on. So it was it was I knew that it was in for a ride and I knew that it was going to be sort of a process of discovery <laughs> of what that ride would be, um, and that it would work me as much as it works her, you know, and I was looking forward to that. I, th- I was really
5: excited because just to end with Nova writing like the article of her life and really um, putting her all into um, that article. Um, and I, I was excited to see where she could possibly go from there, uh, which you are clearly seeing in this season. I'm not going to tell you nothing else. <laughs> uh, but um, just excited to see her speak her truth to power and really um, not let up with um, the issues that she's involved with and also just sort of using her voice. I mean, I think a lot of times we're silent um, and even when you're silent, we must speak. So I feel like she's just, I was just excited to see what else she had to say and how she could say it and um, you know who all would listen to it.
6: Yeah, I think really, um for me, uh, Rod just wants to stay above water. You know, since season one, he was just getting hit, <laughs> just hit and hit and hit and hit. And um, I feel like he's at the end of like that side of his life. You know, it's kind of like the reconciliation with who he was and what that what that life has brought, and um, what choices have led him to, I guess, his his present situation. And um, I guess I want to see him focus on himself more. You know, and and kind of spend some time internally and, and kind of. Do the work to see where, he, yeah, he'll, and see where he has to go um, from here, because he, you know, can only be up because he's at the, he's at the bottom. <laughs> he down.
3: <laughs> and I just want to quickly give a quick shout out to Mike Flynn, who's in the audience, who wrote this episode. Where Mike Sorry. at? Right back there.
6: Stand up real quick, Mike, will put a hand up or some. Oh, there he is, right here. <laughs> what up?
1: Um, so um, I want to get it back to you, Cat. Cat, um, you you're from Austin. Yes. Yes. This is home. (laughs) 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 Um, So, in addition to Queen Sugar, you've directed some other TV shows and shorts, and the feature *Hellion*, which uh, (laughs) is phenomenal, by the way. (laughs) Um, How was it like going from, you know, the film world and? To working as a showrunner, especially oh. with a show like like yeah. this, how, like how was that transition for you? Uh,
3: at times, a shock to the system. Um, so my journey, just really quickly, is I independent film scene here in Austin for t- last twenty years, growing up with the class of filmmakers that are just extraordinary. Um, and then I had a feature at Sundance, which you know you think, oh, I've got a feature at Sundance. All these doors are going to open, just like wide open. And the rejection continues. The doors continue to stay shut. Um, trying to get into the television world. And then I had befriended Ava years ago through the independent film circle. She had Middle of Nowhere at Sundance the same year I had a short film called Hellion there. And we just kind of kept crossing paths um, through fe- f- festivals and the whole circuit. And in 2015, she was here for South by Southwest giving the keynote. And afterwards, we quickly ran and grabbed something to eat. And she's like, I'm making this show called Queen Sugar. Would you you know, be interested in directing an episode? And this was after like come back to us when you have an episode under your belt. No, no, no. And it's like, please, God, I will, yeah, I'll do anything. Um, and, uh, and you know, I think what is so extraordinary about this show in particular is that Ava being a creator, a visionary, a director of her, you know, a, her own right, it feels like a very independent space to make art. And that was one of the first things that she told me when I came and shadowed on, I think, episode four that So Young Kim was directing. And I was like, what is, you know, what is the vision of this, and she really just said, make art, make art in the frame, be honest with the story. And um, there was something really creatively freeing about that. And then the next season, producing director, she was like, do you want to do that? I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'll try and figure it out. Um, And then the next season, it was like, would you consider being a showrunner? I was like, I've never been in a writer's room. I don't know if you know that. I've never done this. I have no idea. Um, But it was, you know, I, I think for all of us, she gives instills such trust and faith and sees something sometimes we don't see in ourselves. And um, it was one of those things, like, I don't know what kind of note cards to use, but mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I don't know that we have to take lunch breaks for an hour, but they'll tell me and they'll be like, "Cat, we got to take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, at the heart of it, it's storytelling, whether it's on an independent film circuit, whether it's on, and I have to say, like, too, like, I don't know about you guys, but seeing this on a big screen is like, what? <laughs> I'm like, we made a movie, you guys. It's amazing. <laughs> It's so beautiful. I want to do this every week.
2: <laughs> you can just come back every week. Yeah. So speaking of Ava, she's always been a staple when it comes to inclusivity and promoting females in front and behind the camera. It was recently, uh, she recently uh, tweeted out the list of full uh, female directors for this current season.
3: 25 total from season one. Yeah.
2: And she's—I mean, she was the first to do. It. She's the first to do that. So, for you guys, how has that impacted your careers? And looking at me <laughs> for anybody. And specifically working with female yeah, directors. Yeah, working with female directors having, having a, um, a boss that's really promoting that that type of.
6: I mean, system. it just it just feels right, you know. For me, I always like different, you know, and um you know being in Hollywood clearly that's different. um, But for me, it's now my normal. You know, I never was a series regular on a show prior to uh, Queen Sugar, so I've never worked with 25 different female directors. So I might only remember like three male directors (laughs) I worked with. So that being said, like now that's weird, you know, and this is normal. So it's just, it's kind of like, it's the only way I've, I've experienced it, honestly
3: oh my God, it's life-changing, truly life-changing. Um, and I can I can probably safely say that for all of the other directors that um, we've had c- come through the show. Uh, you know, you direct an episode of Queen Sugar and then people perk up. Uh, people notice, uh, people start inviting you places <laughs> that you weren't invited to before. Um, and we've had just a pretty remarkable roster of directors, one of which is second unit director on Star Wars right now. So it's um it's empowering, and I think what is beautiful about the directors is there's a sisterhood that comes with it. We all stay in touch. We all, like, recommend each other. We're like, I just went into a meeting. I think, you know, they're looking for more directors. You should, you know, I want to reach out and tell them about you. So there's something, a real bond and a connection between all of us, and I think you also feel it on the set. I think you feel like this just energy that's really um, kind of comforting and enveloping. And it's, um, I, I, again, there's like this safe kind of protected space that Ava has created on this show to let all of us artists really bring the best of us to the screen and give us that safety net of each other um, to feel to feel empowered and to feel safe. Because we're going, all of you guys are going to like some of the rawest places emotionally and you have to be, to feel that protection around you.
1: Well, speaking of raw emotion, um, <laughs> Kofi, this is for you. Uh, this <laughs> season revealed a big reveal if you were, if Ralph Angel was Blue's father or not. Um, how has that storyline affected you? And by the way, Ethan Hutchins it is it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: It just lets you know life is real and people be having secrets. (laughs) 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 Nah. (laughs) That being said, it was, you know, (laughs) that's stupid real. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's just so unfortunate. You know, again, like he started season one robbing a liquor store, you know, trying to feed his child, and next thing you know, it's not his child, you know? So now he has to reconcile. But it also makes you wonder, like, what does it actually mean to be someone's father? You know, since forever, that was his child. So does it change now because of, you know, a a test, some science, you know? So it just really makes Ralph Angel have to look internally and say, well, now what does it mean to, what does he mean? Because he saved his life. If we really think about it, all right, cool, that's not your son. And had you known that in the beginning, you might not even, you know? (laughs) You might not be here, you might not be here in society he might still be in jail blue was his only you know form of hope and now that again it's not his blood what does that mean to him and how does that look with him and darla you know she messed up though <laughs> 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 she messed up
2: i think everybody agrees with that <laughs> um, so uh rutina so um you know we can always count on on nova to be very um um plugged in in the com- plugged into the community and supportive. Um, How has it been playing such a character that's so connected culturally?
5: It's a lot of pressure, Uh, but it's a good kind of pressure um, because people are really listening. Um, They're really engaged in things that Nova is saying. A lot of women write me and they're just like, thank you for reflecting back what I've been thinking, but also just thank you for a positive sort of role model not afraid to speak up, um, and I think Nova has sort of, for a lot of people, has made them want to speak up and use their voice more. Um, but it's been uh, educational, definitely. There's a lot of things I didn't know before Queen Sugar that I know now, um, and that's why the first thing I said was just a lot of pressure because when you're like behind Ava, you go, "Well, I, I don't know how I'm a- how am I going to live up to." This, the activism and all that stuff. And it kind of just all fell into place. Like everything she's written for, and they've written for Nova, um, has sort of made me wake up in a way uh, that I wasn't woke before. So uh, I'm grateful for the lesson, the life lessons that I learned on Queen Sugar every, every day that I'm there. Um, and also grateful that, again, it's being heard in a way that people are actually receiving it Processing it, thinking about it, and then having a conversation about it. Um, Whereas in the past, a lot of times, if it's, you know, people can shut it out if it's too much information. But I feel like we present it from a perspective where you can really sort of um, get into it, you know? Um, And I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that. Not a lot of shows, it's just, you know, you go, you hit your mark, and you go home. But this is a show that, like, tears at my heartstrings when I go home, and I'm still thinking about, like, now, Nova, what girl, what you going? (laughs) What we gonna do, what we gonna do with you, Nova, you know? um, And thankful to be on the journey with with these guys here because I feel like our cast is so generous as actors that we can really um, go to the ugliest of places, you know? And hug it out at the end. Um, And that's not always available too. So it's just, something about this show is just a really kind of uh, beautiful sort of, um, I'm looking for the word, like it's the sponge of just love, you know? and and enjoy you know, and also some some hard topics, but mm-hmm. because I think we're also open, it's easy to go to those topics where, whereas I think um it's not always easy to go to, to to topics that are sort of like um that hit home, you know, uh, but I love it. I love that people e- inbox me and they're like, yo, you my brother was incarcerated just I get stuff from so many women <laughs> who are so happy to feel some kind of representation and feel heard in some way, so I think that's a really. Um, you know, a great thing.
2: So we're gonna we're gonna get to audience questions in a moment. Oh. But before we do, I want to ask about what to what what to expect for the rest of the season, particularly with the bomb that that was, that was just dropped with Davis's <laughs> Davis's <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> How is Charlie gonna react to that? <laughs> 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 what is now- <laughs> I mean, 13 years. Like, you hit a child for 13 years. How do you do that? How does that happen?
4: She's fine with it. I mean, like, I <laughs> wouldn't be. I mean, you know, she's cool. We all know Charlie's always a cool-headed, even keel person. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't tell you. You gotta stay tuned. Um, you know, Charlie Bourdelon West, now Charlie Bourdelon, is sort of the epitome of complicated, right? She is both a superwoman and she's kryptonite. And she goes back and forth and, and doesn't examine it until it really begins to cost her. So I think the, the arc with Davis from season one has really been about um, looking at who she has been and this arc this season is looking at who she's becoming and asking um, in this dance she's doing <laughs> with, uh, with the devil a bit, is that who she wants to become? So I think that whatever happens with this information, it's a part of that larger arc. It's a part of her um, really unpacking what her identity has been what she did in that identity, how certain she was in that identity, and how is, how is she now? How certain is she now? And is that really solid ground, you know, when the stakes are so high?
2: Okay, okay so we're gonna turn it over to you guys. You saw your Another hand up. Question, first. have a grew up in
0: the same city. Vegas! <laughs> Good question. Damn. Where'd you go to With school?
2: I think you have a purple shirt on. I can't really see. Oh, yeah. Or okay. black. I don't black. Know. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to ask each of the three siblings, instead of telling us what the favorite quality of each of your own characters are, I wanted to know what you thought the favorite quality was of each of your siblings. Characters.
2: Ooh, I like that
4: one. So, from our characters' point of view, or us as actors, us Two as people, our, my favorite co- quality of Nova. Um, I love that she doesn't apologize for her contradictions. I love that she, it's not even about ownership, it's just about living and being. And I remember she said in season one, she said um, someone was saying like, well he's a cop, he's a cop about Calvin. And she said, well most cops are just trying to feed their families actually, they're just people. So I love that she can walk in that uneasy truth. And with Ralph Angel, um, I love the innocence that he has, with all the hard that he's seen. He's the most innocent of, I think, all three of them. That's how it feels. His perspective. There's a, there's a, there's a, a ro- almost a romantic sense of love and, you know, possibility um, that I, I really admire.
5: Charlie. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: um, mm, I love that for Charlie, no means yes. <laughs> In a way of like, she will find a way. Um, and I kind of love that. She doesn't take no uh, right away. She just, She's driven. Um, and I love a woman who is driven. Um, but I also love her intense fragility because um, she is. And we don't always get to see those moments with her. Um, But those are the ones that I love because you just see a woman just being a woman in life in this world with a child, trying to figure it out. Um, And I think that's beautiful. Um, Ralph (laughs) Angel. So pretty. Um, (laughs) uh, I love the father that you are, Um, what you represent. I think it's important to see uh, positive, Man in, in a father role. Um, and I love how you love that boy no matter what. Um, and I was going to say, uh, Andrew to me is like a sponge. Like we've seen him sort of take everything in and just grow from it. He's had some setbacks, but he still continued to grow. And I think that that's important to see um, the progress. <laughs>
6: I love you. I love you. I mean, I said everything, yeah. but. Um, I think I just I just admire how much Nova loves the community, and um, instead of it just being words, she actually puts the action behind it. I, I think that's very admirable. And um, Charlie, she just like she's straight G, like she don't care, <laughs> like <laughs> she just don't care, like it's like it's just by any means, and like you gotta respect that. Sometimes that's necessary. So I love that. And. Uh, I, mean, I love everything about him. Ch- I, I have to say Charlie's one of my, my favorite characters because I really admire that ambition. And um, in this industry that we're in, in this world that we're in, as black people, you really kind of have to have that, Um, excuse my French, but that fuck you. And um, Charlie definitely got that, so. Cheers.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right
6: over here.
4: yikes yeah I feel like um, the people who could answer the best are the people that I live with you know what I mean because when I start shooting this show they're like okay she's back she's back Um, I, I have loved playing Charlie because it it has asked me to, to, really, I don't know, to deepen, to own um, my sense of power and my and, and my um, refusal to apologize. Yeah. So it, it makes you. It, it's made me stand firm in my belief, stand firm in my um, journey, and. Uh, there's a certainty that she moves with, a precision um, that I, I have learned from, I guess. It's been my education in a sense, because those are not parts of myself that I think I led with. Rutina probably can say that even more than I can having been friends with me for so long. Um, they were They were it's almost like uh, it's been a gym for me to build up um, more focus, more precision, uh, and more fuck you. Yeah. Uh, um, hmm.
5: Nova is very uh, unapologetic about who she is as herself. And I think for me, it's uh, playing her has made me embrace all the things about myself I didn't wanna embrace. Um, And that's been kind of a gift uh, to sort of see yourself with new eyes when you look in the mirror. Um, Cause she forced me to look at myself in a different way and I had to like love every part of it. Um, and so I'm kind of, I needed that. Cause we try to put those dark parts away or the parts we don't really kind of like, you know, and she just wears it all here. So um, she's made me do that. Rafa angel.
6: I was trying to figure out how honest I want to be. Um, <laughs> I guess um, for me it's Safe like- Safe space. Like <laughs> it's a contradiction because I get the role of Ralph Angel and in Kofi's life, that's a win. You know, you're successful. You work with Ava, you work with Oprah, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm playing the most broken man in the history of TV. You know what I mean? like My boy doesn't stop crying never. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that being said, I think what I've taken or I think had to accept in my life was that brokenness, you know, that lack of identity and um, that um, searching, you know, um, internally and externally, and I just had to come to terms with it in my life, and, you know, it's exploration, just like you see. I just don't be crying as much, but it's the same.
4: <laughs> I have literally never seen you shed a tear outside of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, with that, we're gonna have to wrap up. Please give a round of applause once again. Cat Handler, And, we would, and thank oh. you
3: to ATX Festival yeah. for having us, and we'll be back next, we would love, yeah. We'll do this next week, too. Thank you, guys.
6: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck.
3: I'm going to make him an
2: offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything.
4: Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business.
2: Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com.